Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, Yankee fans can breathe a little bit of sigh of relief. The Yankees kind of resemble themselves again, doing what they have to do, taking care of business at home, sweeping the Kansas City Royals, taking all three games, and really in a series that they needed to sweep, just the way things have been really bad in Yankee land lately, especially coming off this disastrous West Coast trip where they got swept out in Anaheim uh, against the Los Angeles Angels, the Anaheim Angels, and the Orange County Angels, whatever they want to call themselves. They change the name every season, in which two out of those three games, the Yankees completely looked um, overmatched and didn't almost like the mailed it in didn't even care uh really needed to you know come back at least you know start off this little brief homestand strong and take care of business against his royal team so we'll get into that as well as some injury news for the yankees and not good and it's kind of what you kind of expect uh before we get started make sure you subscribe to the podcast so wherever you listen to this now or wherever you get your favorite podcasts look for section 420 talking yankees follow subscribe and get notified when new content comes up and make sure you check out the youtube channel so go to youtube section 420 talking yankees there's videos there as well there's interviews there's also updates like this but you want to make sure you're a podcast subscriber most of all because what you're listening to right now you can't get that on youtube can't get it anywhere else you have to be a podcast subscriber so the yankees uh reeling in there and you know fans kind of down and out almost you know almost ready to give up on the season and looking ahead to football especially you know the fact that aaron Rodgers is now in town and of course you have the whole saquon barkley contract dispute with the giants and you know both the mets are terrible and uh yankees not saying the yankees are terrible but definitely having a very underwhelming season just compared to the expectations we saw at the beginning of the season for this team and you know, again this yankees has been floundering and losing against teams they have no business losing i know judges out but so this no business losing to a lot of these teams and again just looked absolutely pitiful out there um against the angels so you know the yankees did what they had to do to, they took all three games here so um i'm not gonna go crazy i'm saying they're back and this has made the start of some momentum and then this world team is just so bad that you had to sweep them even two out of three would almost been an embarrassment uh, and really, it's like the first game that the Yankees won there. It's still the same problem. Now, look, you're happy to win the game. But, you know, look at this game. It ends the score of 5-3. to three. But look how the Yankees score the runs. You know, it was a Franchi Cordero home run. Uh, then you get a three-run home run by Billy McKinney. And the last but not least, home run for good measure by Gleyber Torres. Gives the Yankees all their five runs. Now, Clark Schmidt wasn't really great in this one. This kind of took a step back because he has been on a good roll lately. And Cordero put the Yankees out um, one nothing. But then Schmidt gets slapped around a little bit, puts the Yankees in a 3-1 hole. But again, then I mentioned for the Yankees, hit a couple more home runs after that. And, and just, that's, that's essentially the problem. They scored five runs, but all five runs were responsible via the home run. The Fanchik Cordero solo shot, 3-1 home run by Billy McKinney, and then a solo shot by Glaybor. Now, what happens if none of them hit a home run? Well, the Yankees probably lose 3 nothing. And see, that's the problem. And that's just, it's just going to be the theme of this team still all the way through to the end of the season. And hopefully if they make the postseason, it's just they don't hit home runs pretty much, but they don't win, they don't score. If you go to the most recent YouTube episode, I kind of measure out that the only way the Yankees win games is that you have to have three or four players hit a home run and just hope one of those home runs is either a two-run or a three-run shot. And the Yankees put up like eight runs and win a game like eight to four, eight to five. That's kind of really the only way the Yankees can win games. It's really, it's almost like they almost never win games where, you know, they can string some hits along, uh, put some rallies together and win a game like six to two, where it's all six runs have nothing to do with a home run. The Yankees don't win those games. And again, that's why they have their problems in the postseason. And it's just been the same story over and over. So again, you're happy to take the first game. You stop the bleeding. Okay. And for the second game, this was a, I guess you would call it the cold game. I mean, you kind of got a bad hand here, uh, left with a two, two tie. I mean, he should have gotten a win. You know, very dominant. I don't say brilliant, but dominant. Ten strikeouts there. 
Uh, this is a game where the Yankees were ahead three to two, and then finally late in the game, two guys who again I've been on that really need to step it up: DJ Lemayu and uh, Giancarlo Stanton, each hitting home runs, pad the lead into five to three, and then the Yankees take the second game. And you know, okay, it's good to see DJ get into one. Now Stanton has been hit a little bit again; he hit a few home runs there in the Colorado series. Looks like he was kind of getting the swing back a little bit, but then kind of reverted back during the Anaheim series and did absolutely nothing. DJ again, he needs to pick it up there again. He, we know he's not a home run hitter, but uh, but we definitely need more production out of him. And just the fact that, you know, during the Colorado series, you know, I think it was the game where he had two doubles. It was like the first time since May he had two extra base hits for him. So, again, he's really been lacking there uh, in the power department. But nevertheless, good for the Yankees at the point, taking the first two games. And then the last game was almost kind of a laugher. Uh, the Yankee offense jumped all, all over Jordan Lyles, uh, who in this game dropped to, you know, 1-12. And, and I don't know, if you're Kansas City, uh, you know, the guy's like 1-11 to begin with, and you're still throwing him out there. Uh, maybe just to stop starting this guy because you kind of lose the game when he starts anyway. But nevertheless, uh, the Yankees put a, put a fourth spot on the board early uh, in this one in the first inning, including another Gleyber Torres home run. And, again, he's been kind of a head scratcher there, but he's been putting up the stats, so he can't really kill the guy. I mean, he is producing. Really, it just bothers you sometimes. It's, it looks like some mental mistakes. But, you know, the offense has been there for him. And this was a good start mainly for Severino. Again, wasn't crisp, wasn't great. Did give up three runs, but – as it's good to see him now, you take the first game against the Angels, the game really should have won. Going to give the Yankees a six innings of 1-1 ball and deserve to win that game. And again, the Yankees were winning 3-1 before Michael King blew the lead at the, the big Otani home run. But nevertheless, getting back to this one, uh, this was kind of a game where the Yankee offenses kept tacking on, including a home run from Anthony Rizzo, who got 45 games without a home run. So he's just been in a horrific slump, but good to see him finally get one out there. Kansas City hit a couple of cheap home runs late against Rob Marinaccio. Uh, but again, this was pretty much a laugh, and the Yankees take the final game by the score at eight to five and complete the sweep against the Kansas City Royals. Again, I'm not going to go gaga over beating a team that's 40 games under 500. The Yankees kind of had to do this. They're the better team. They're at home. Uh, they've been in a bad losing streak, and they really need to snap out of it. And this goes to show that even without Judge, they can win games. So you know, there's no excuse for them losing some of the previous series they before, like they should have no business of, such as like St. Louis, the Cubs, the Rockies. I mean, they really had no business losing to some of those teams the way they did. Uh, but they didn't do the right thing against this world team. And I got you know, hand it to the Yankee Stadium crowd. I mean, it was good weather. And it's the summer in New York. We all know that. But you could feel people maybe be down and out a little bit about it. Now, they were bribed Friday by the Nesta Cortez bobblehead. So there's a little bit of bribery there. But, you know, three good games and three good crowds against a pitiful Kansas City team. And you figure getting people to be pissed off at the Yankees is the way they've been lately. But the crowds have been out there and hats off to the Yankee fans there. Now, um, you know, I probably should have mentioned it at the beginning, but again, it, I guess the good news of the Yankee sweep is most important. But, of course, now the Yankees are going to be without a Yankee for the rest of the way, and that's Jose Trevino. And it kind of makes sense. You kind of figure something was wrong with the guy. You know, they brought him in last season, kind of just before the season started, made that trade with Albert Abreu to Texas to get him here. And he kind of surprised everybody. He made himself into an all-star. He kind of looks like a great move by Cashman. Now, the second half of the season, you know, he did slump a little bit, kind of seemed beat up the same way in the playoffs, really didn't give you much or anything at all. But you figure, all right, it's a long season. He probably wasn't expecting to be, you know, get as many starts as he did for the Yankees. Okay, you get that. But then come this season, he just hasn't been the same guy at all. I mean, just been hitting a little bit over 200. Okay, we know he's not a 300 hitter, but hey, he was a much better hitter last season. Again, had some big hits, had some clutch hits late in games and, and some of those extra inning games. Again, he was very good. And just this season, the bat wasn't there. So you kind of figure maybe something's wrong with this guy. And as it turns out, uh, they needed to shut him down. So he was playing with a hurt wrist. I guess he was trying to play through a bit. through a point where he couldn't anymore. So they needed to shut him down and uh, he will have... Um, Sergio on the wrist, which will take him out for the remainder of the 2023 season. Uh, so kind of a loss of the Yankees. And again, he's not just a Yankee, but he's, you know, he's a character on the team. He's a clubhouse guy. He's, 
you know, does stuff with the community and all that. He's, you know, everyone seems to like him. He loves being a Yankee, loves the Yankee fan. So kind of a bummer for that. So, you know, in his place, and we saw him, you know, about a month or so ago, Ben Rovette will be up. So I guess this is going to be Higgy's main job, and Ben Rovette will be the backup. Um, now, we do have the trade deadline, I think, August 1st, just around the corner. So possibly the Yankees maybe look to uh, move to bring, you know, more of a big name hitting catcher in here. It's a possibility. But I could also see him just going to bat with uh, Higgy and Rovette the rest of the way. Rovette, you know, in a small dose, you know, mainly in that uh, Cincinnati series, you know, looked impressive. I liked him. And, you know, the reason they bought him up is that he was hitting well in AAA. Um, and the fact also now he's a left-handed bat. Yankee lineup is still too right-handed after all these years of complaining. They, you know, even with Rizzo, it's still a lineup that always seems too uh, right-handed. But now you got a left-handed bat there. We'll see where it goes. Um, they could bring someone in. But again, I get this just as easily see them going Higgy Rovette the rest of the way and just roll up and go to war with that and maybe use any sort of resources uh, to either bolster up the bullpen or maybe try to get a permanent everyday type of left fielder, which is also something the Yankees might be looking for around the deadline. But again, no more Trevino for the rest of the season for the Yankees. And it may affect the pitches because he's known as perhaps one of the best framers in the game. Now, Higgy's not you know, slouch himself, but Trevino known as a very good framer and probably steals a lot of strikes for guys like, you know, Clay Holmes or someone like a, a Herman or someone like Cole with, when they throw their breaking pitches. So uh, could affect the Yankee pitching staff, sure. So we'll just see how that all works out from there. And then moving forward now, we got the uh, part two of the Subway Series. So the Yankees will have Monday off uh, and get ready for Mr. Verlander. So it's going to be Verlander versus Herman in the first game. And then in the second game, Calls from Dome blowing kisses against Quintana. Again, he's working his way back, uh, missing a chunk of season. And for Rendon, like similar to this Kansas City series, the way the Yankees needed to win, just the way how bad things, he's in a bad spot now where he better pitch well in that game, especially the Yankee Stadium crowd is going to let him have it. And of course, since Met fans are going to be in the stands, they're going to want to add on to his misery. So they'll both equally boo the heck out of him if he has a terrible performance. So uh, he's going to have to really have to come through in this one and really almost going to have to go out there and gut it out, give the Yankees seven good innings. If he's out of there before the fifth inning, then he's in some big trouble more than some kisses are going to be blown his way when he walks back to the dugout just, let's put it that way so so yankees rebound a little bit and if you want to look in the al east you know things change a little bit you know baltimore been a hot and they've been going head to head with the rays and now you look at the standings it's the baltimore orioles now in first place and the rays just behind them in second place so baltimore now the team in the al east and you know we'll see where the season goes but the yankees have been hanging around a little bit now the yankees are only eight and a half games out of first place there so july is almost over but you have a whole month of august and a whole month of september and you know when you're up there in the first place you just want the season to end right away and take it and it just seems like forever to ends and the yankees are usually in that place where the yankees are on top and someone's chasing them getting closer and getting closer and you just almost want the season to end well the yankees are going to be that team now that's going to be climbing up and climbing fast and that's the, i mean that's the only way they got a shot at the A-Lease, which I don't, I don't think they do. Probably more than have to settle for a wild card. But nevertheless, Tampa started a little bit. Baltimore's pretty steady. But, you know, if the Yankees somehow able to, somehow, which I don't think happens, able to get creep back in there and grab the A-Lease, both those teams are going to be kicking themselves with leaving the Yankees hanging around. Because, again, during this period, the Yankees uh been quite involved in losing got a lot of games. But also teams like Tampa has been a little lethargic as well in the time. And losing games, they, deserve, uh, they don't deserve to be losing. They're kind of letting the Yankees hang around a little bit. And let's see if that bites them in the backside. As for Judge, uh, took some live hitting from Loiska, who's also working his way back. So, again, still no timetable on him. He's, he's so far, he's reported no setbacks. That's good. Uh, but still, we don't know when we're going to get him back. Definitely not going to get him back for this Mets series. So, uh, and it'd be good, you know, be good for the Yankees to really beat up Verlander. Now, Verlander didn't get a great start for the season for the Mets, but he has been sharper lately. Uh, been thrown still the high velocity in some of the, late in some of these games, and of course, you know, he just seems to stick it to the Yankees. So, wouldn't be shocked if he goes out there and blanks the Yankees Tuesday. We'll see what happens. But 
you know, maybe the worms turn, you know, Yankees owe him a good beating. So if they, you know, it's in the cards and give him a good beating, hey, Tuesday would be great for that. So that's the episode. Hope you like it. Make sure you follow, subscribe here. Go to the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to there and get the full coverage of Section 420 Talking Yankees. Catch you next time. Mm-hmm.